Welcome everybody to the Ministry of Slam and I am here with an MOS alumni host, the man, the legend, it's Mr. Martin Mathers, how you doing dude? I am bloody hot, hot. that's how I am. It's a scorcher. Not, not, that's not in a sexy way, although obviously that does apply as well. Well, no, vid- video makes warm. us shows off us how hot we are. If it was like if this was if people could see us in 2010, Mark, when we were doing MOS back in the day, we would have been like, true, you true. know, the wrestling pinups. People wouldn't have been this, looking at this pictures. Of was not here. Yeah, this grave was not here. People so. wouldn't be looking at pictures of Cody Rhodes back then. They'd be looking at pictures of us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'd like to say this is like my shiny, baby-like skin complexion, but it's sweat. Is it? Yes. I'm quite, I'm quite sweaty too. I wasn't wearing a shirt before we went on the air. I thought, well, I can't really. Me? <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, I need to put my shirt back on. Yeah. So it's it's a bad like, idea. Yeah. I was like, it's like the Chippendales. Yeah. The Chippendales do wrestling. Yeah. yeah great. We're actually going to be talking about people who take their shirts all the time. So we probably could actually just take our shirts off and we'd be fine. <laughs> I would like to, I, I said to Debs, I could probably pretend that I was wearing one of those like Ultimate Warrior onesies with the muscle yes. paint. Yes. Yeah. Get away with that. Or, I mean, if it was a bit more of a modern show, we could wear like a, a Jeff hardy like string vest might be that'd be quite well cool. that's just that's an old man thing oh is it that's an old man thing i just wear a string vest anyway all right okay let's get some... in my head knotted hankies oh fun. oh we got a, the cat invasion as well here on the classic classic oh, stream it's got bags um so mark what are we going to be reviewing today mate we, we recently did um a few months ago did wrestlemania um 18 wasn't it on the when it was wrestlemania so we got another big four event coming up mark which one are we doing mate well i've time traveled back to uh, Wembley Stadium, as wow. you can see. Look, look at the, the massive crowds behind me. They're loving it. They're ready for uh, SummerSlam 1992. Wow. And why are we doing that, Martin? I, I thought it was a good idea. Because it's, <laughs> it's the 30th anniversary. Oh, good Lord. Grot bags, what are you doing? <laughs> there we go. It's the 30th anniversary and I was there. You were there, mate. You were there. It's, I'm, it's, I'm it's, not in this picture. I'm not. I'm not in this picture somewhere. No. Is that is that an actual picture? So podcast this is going out on the audio. So is that an actual picture oh, yeah. of the Wembley of the Wembley? This is this is the old Wembley Stadium where uh, SummerSlam '92 took place. But that photo before isn't knocked, from actual Wembley. Yeah, before they knocked it down. Oh, wow. this, this is Wembley. Cool. So it, I went there a few times to see. Uh, I saw Aerosmith there and Bon Jovi. So yeah. I, uh, I used to live uh, not far down the road from there. When I was right. a kid, I, I used to live in Harrow, which is just out, just away from Wembley, about twenty minutes. That's wicked. Oh man, it's such a, it was such a cool place, such a good vibe, lots of history there, and and it was um awesome. So Mark, I mean, you went to the event, and so how old were you when when you went to SummerSlam? Well, 90, no, th- thanks for doing the maths because I didn't, I wouldn't have known. I was fifteen. Wow, 15. I was fifteen at the time, right. and it was an interesting. See, I've got to be brutally honest. So obviously we've rewatched this for, the, yes. for this. Okay, um, I'm going to put it down to old manness. There was a bunch of things that happened on the show that I really do not remember happening. Right. Okay. All. I was like, what the fuck? Um, and also, uh, I did not have Sky. Right. Okay. So my friend, who I went to, so WrestleMania was my brother, yeah, me, and my friend, and my friend's mum. Right. And they had Sky. Right, okay. So we were staying, we were around their house a few times watching the wrestling. We went around there, made signs, but they took us to there. So I'll be I'll be honest, when we went to see this, I knew WWF. Yeah. I knew who people were. Yeah. 
I was not aware of any of the storylines, any of the run-ups to this show. Right. So I just went in totally with, I know these people are on the card because I like them and I've got signs for like Natural Disasters and Shawn Michaels and uh, Money Inc. Um, because you didn't have Sky, you didn't know the stories. Had you watched WrestleMania 8, can you remember? And nope. You, we, no, you hadn't watched any of it, right? No, okay. no I hadn't watched. No, I didn't have Sky. Right. I did not okay. have, I, the, my, my my exposure to wrestling was I went to um, the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. Went to that event. Oh, you went the to fact, that. Yeah, went to that, and I had videos that I got from like W. H. Smiths of yes. like Royal Rumbles. John Menzies. Yeah, that was literally my exposure to WWF at the time was buying videos and renting videos from Blockbuster or WH Smiths. And my, my wrestling collection was pitiful. It was mostly Royal Rumbles. Right, okay. Because I, I really liked the Royal Rumble. So I, um, I think mine yeah. was the same. I think, I, I mean, I think we did have Sky. And I know um, this, because I, I remember this event. Uh, like I said, when we were, me and Mark were chatting earlier through the day, and um, I sent Mark a, um, like an, a, an advert that was from Sky that was on the because this brought this show was broadcast on the monday and i think it was broadcast on pay-per-view on a tape day on the monday as well in america yes, but yes. It, in england it wasn't on a pay-per-view it was on sky sports um so it was a, a premium channel you had to pay for and i i really remember this one of my memories of my first early wrestling fanhood actually i've got, i didn't go to this event my dad couldn't stand wrestling and probably would never would have took me to see any wrestling and i was i was nine so i was a little about five six years younger than martin and um, I remember my dad was playing. It would have been a bank holiday Monday, so we, where the whole country has a day off. And um, my dad was playing a cricket match for his pub team that day, that afternoon. I remember, and we had to. I tried to get him to rush back to watch it, and I think we videotaped it or something. And it was, or, or I, we videotaped it, but then I got back and I put it on to see sort of the end of it, and then went back and watched the start of the videotape. And it, it was on Sky for about four hours. Cause it had all they put adverts in the middle of it because it wasn't like. A proper pay-per-view it took ages to watch yeah, that it wasn't, thing. wasn't live it wasn't live yeah mm-hmm. it, was, it was a weird one it was a weird one because i mean i remember the things that i do remember distinctly about the show uh i remember one of the dark matches very clearly oh, really? because i thought i used to love papa shango i thought he was brilliant <laughs> he was awful but i used to think he was brilliant um so but i don't remember like I, I did not remember Crush fighting Repo Man at all. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to those later. But there, there were so many things that happened on the show where I was like, when the fuck did that happen? Right. So very bizarre. And I had a, like, I, I really liked Shawn Michaels, like old Shawn Michaels. And I had a sign. I made a sign for him, like a big Shawn Michaels sign. I'm, I'm pretty sure that in if, if you were to pull, go frame by frame, I'm probably visible, like right up in the rafters, like this tiny white speck. Right, where my sign was, um, for about three seconds. Oh, if 4K uh, existed, Mark, we could zoom right in on it now and see you. Exactly, you could probably see my <laughs> tiny young face. Because um, where were you sitting in comparison to the ring? Then we were sitting. Uh, so if you can, if you imagine like the the shape of Wembley, yeah, like a kind of vertical, you know, yeah, yeah, cylinder thing, and the ramp was at the top. Yeah, we were about five o'clock. So facing the uh, facing the ramp, but not straight on. Like right. Okay. Side. And we were in the upper tip. Right. Okay. So we were never, you know, you when you'd see the hard cam, um, my hands keep disappearing from Wembley. Uh, when you uh, when you see the hard cam, you can see all of the lower tier, 
Yeah. That you can't see in the upper tier, and we were on the upper tier. I think that sounds like the sort of tickets I've got for this Clash at the Castle event as well, coming up uh, in in a couple months. So I think we're opposite the ramp or, or something, and like we'll be above the hard camera. So, yeah. but yeah, the tickets for that were ridiculously expensive, even like shit seats miles back. It's crazy prices, but it'd be good. It'd be a good event to go to. And it's quite <laughs> fitting that it's thirty years after this. It's the first time that they've been. You know, we we've had this discussion, and I know Francis didn't agree, but you know. WWE fans in the UK are so starved of content. Yes. That they will, you know, sell out a house show, a shitty house show with Baron Corbin as the main event in like seconds. So if you have a big event that's supposedly a big event, and it's yeah. only a big event because they've chosen to make it, it, it's basically Crown Jewel. Yeah. It's Crown Jewel in the UK, which means nothing that happens there will make any difference. All the people from Britain will win and won't it be lovely um but you know it's it's quite interesting that you know that you can sell those seats for tons of money and they'll sell out really quickly you know it's, and it's crazy it's crazy it, it makes you wonder did they like why did they take so long to come back of course the tape delay situation didn't had didn't bode well for the pay-per-view and all that and how the internet developed and people get spoiled and things like that through the years like for these last 30 years but you have to wonder why they never really did do it. It's took them 30 years to do another huge show like this uh, coming up. I, I think up. It's, it's money, isn't it? It's mm. money. I mean, they went to Saudi before they came to us. Yes. But the reason for that is they paid, they, they got paid a ton of cash. So they've obviously seen, you know, the opportunity to tie into 30 years of SummerSlam and, you know, oh, we're back and isn't it wonderful? And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's going to be a great event. I think you're going to have a wonderful time. I think you have some great stories out of it. Yes. Um, Question, if you and Debs were living here in the UK, would you have gone? No. You wouldn't have gone? No. No. It's not for me. We, I mean, right, so here, here's, spoiler, <laughs> exclusive uh, exclusive news. Um, I cancelled my subscription to the WWE Network. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you getting that fed up? So, before we get into SummerSlam, what is your wrestling watching, you know, Go and what's yours and Deb's Western watching happening now? We haven't spoke to you for a few months. No, since, no. You know. So, so we were watching NXT and uh, we missed like bits and pieces here and there. And then we watched the Great American Bash and we got bored of it after two thirds of the way through, right? And that was the last one we watched. And then this week, I saw it was like, Oh, do you want to watch this? And we just kind of went, No, not really, <laughs> to be honest. And that was the end of it, really. right? So, I mean, we'll probably still keep up on the big. I think SummerSlam, when does SummerSlam happen? Uh, 30th of July. And we're okay, recording so this on the 18th. Okay, so we will have the network until August the 5th. Right, okay. So we'll we'll most likely watch SummerSlam. Um, but that's kind of it, really. I mean, we're, although saying, I mean, I was going to say, you know, we're, we're firmly in the trench with AEW now. Yes. If AEW came to the UK, we would absolutely go. If AEW comes to Germany, we will absolutely, well, I say we'll absolutely go. It depends where they come in Germany. Right, yeah. A lot of places that are quite far away from him. Yeah, yeah. I think um, if AEW come to Germany, they could easily fill, you know, Craven Cottage, like, you know, where, yeah. where Fulham play easy, an arena yeah. or something. I, I think, you know, you, you're talking about a lot of a lot of fans, wrestling fans, yes. not WWE fans, wrestling fans. Rabbit. Uh, would, would go and see that. So, the kids that went to SummerSlam 92 would go to see an AEW show. Basically. I mean, I don't think it would be quite enough for us to come back to go and see it because right. uh 
yeah, you're talking about 200 quid in flights. Yeah, as yeah, well yeah. As, as well as tickets. Um, but yeah, so we although we haven't watched this week's Dynamite yet, which we need to do at some point because it was Fire Fest, wasn't it? it was yeah. Question: um, Are you guys watching any Ring of Honor, and are you interested in watching Death Before Dishonor this weekend? Uh, I might watch Death Before Dishonor. I'm not really into Ring of Honor as a TV show. Right. I never was. I tried, and the worst thing was obviously doing the stuff on Fighting Spirit. I tried so hard to watch Ring of Honor. Yeah. And I tried to do it when we were doing uh, Ministry of Slam the first time around as well. Because it's like, okay, I need to broaden my horizons. I need to get a breadth of knowledge. Yeah. And it was just so hard to watch. Yes. Because it was so badly produced. It looks badly and produced and puts you off watching. It just wasn't fun. I mean, I'm sure Tony Khan can do something good with it. And turn... This is the thing. Tony, This is totally the wrong subject. We're talking about totally the wrong thing. But uh, Tony Khan can take something like AW and turn it into the show it is now. Yeah. He can do it for Ring of Honor. Yeah. As long as it doesn't come with the stigma and people don't turn on it, you know, because Ring of Honor fans are quite hardcore and, you know, they know what they're like. There can't be that many of them, uh, mate, or else they wouldn't no. probably, you know. All, all 15 of them. Yeah, we're, we're really funny cross. Hell. It's not using the same lighting rig. I'm definitely not watching it anymore. <laughs> it doesn't look shit. <laughs> I, won't, I won't watch it. Let's see the fans. Shit. I'm turning it off. I can't watch it. Anymore. So we might, I mean, I think we probably watch Ring, uh, uh, the, Death Before it's on a pay-per-view yes. and it's got some AW people on it so it's not like it's going to be completely full of people I don't recognise yes I think, be fun. I think for me because you can follow the storylines building and leading into it because of AW TV which makes me want to watch it and it's going to be exactly. some banger matches so I'm, I'm going to get it and I'll probably do some form of uh show yeah. on the on the network about it but this this recording right now will be going out after death before this honor happened so those matches no. were awesome so i hope you guys had a good, good i love the show it. it was really it good. it was the best wrestling i've ever seen ever <laughs> i'm trying to keep up with uh, new japan as well g1's on but you know we don't get chance to i can't watch daily shows i don't have time to watch three hours of wrestling a day yeah man i mean so, goodness me i i don't think i can i mean i've got i've got um new japan world now so i put it on and i but i can't i can't watch daily shows three hours I've it's got, too much it's too much work i know man it's it's a lot of a lot of wrestling to watch it's a lot of wrestling to Still watch good. it Still is good. good there's a lot and that's what's good is it's easy easily easily accessible now which it wasn't Years yeah. ago, and we didn't have more. Like, oh, do you want this DVD? <laughs> you know, and you'd end up watching exactly. it and they have to put the DVD. So me, in. me turning me turning up with a bunch of like you know promotional Blu-rays or discs that I've been sent. It's like, do you want to you know, do a documentary about the Dudley Boys? No, <laughs> really. Chuck it in a bag <laughs> and then give them away. Exactly. Yeah, have these twenty DVDs and give them to people <laughs> as a surprise. It'd be great. Definitely, mate. <laughs> it was a very. It's a shame we can't have phone calls right now with properly, like with a, like a phone, and we could do the grab bag again. But I think on Zoom, it would just be enter a waiting room and it'd be franchise doing it every time. Exactly. <laughs> um, right, should we get into SummerSlam then, Mark? Yes. So yes. it took place on August. Th- well, it was broadcast August thirty first, nineteen ninety two, but it was filmed on Saturday, August 29th. 1992 at Wembley Stadium in London and it yeah went out on tape alone August 31st and uh, mm-hmm. it was the first major WWE pay-per-view or WF pay-per-view to take place outside of uh, North America it was um, a lovely day it was very sunny I had a lovely time it was very busy everything was overpriced I bought a program and uh, a pair of Bret Hart sunglasses that did not fit me oh man I, well, I don't think Bret Hart's Bret Hart sunglasses fit him. Because if you look on top of his nose, he's got this big cut on the top of his nose when he gets the interview. Yeah. 
Exactly. Um, yeah, and in, in attendance, there was 80,355 people, they said. So that's a... That's a, I think as they say, it's their fourth highest attendance in uh, WWF history. So they actually think that they didn't inflate that number. That's that's a legitimate number because Wembley could hold a little bit more than that. Yeah, yeah, so, I think it was eighty six, wasn't it? I think. They, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was definitely, honestly, a strong crowd. So I don't, I don't know how that works out because when they have the football, it's eighty thousand or something around the edge of it, but then everyone's on the pitch, so surely it's more than the football. No, custom. no, because it wasn't totally sold out. Right. Totally okay. So. Yeah. And tickets have got a ticket price. I think it was twenty five pounds a lot of tickets. That's not bad. Yeah, it was sort of well. That's not true. It was a lot of money for those days for a fifteen year old who, you know, didn't have a job. Yeah, yeah. Paper round money. Exactly. That'd be, that'd be five paper round. Five weeks of doing your paper round, Mark. You're joking me. I got paid two p a paper. Did you really? I oh, had man. to do a free paper round. I had to deliver over a hundred papers a week, uh, and I got paid two p a paper. Oh man, my, my paper round, I think I got paid £7 a week for it. So, and that was every morning, Monday to Saturday. And then I did a, I did an after school one as well. So I was getting about £14, £15 a week, which back then was tons of money. And that you, was shitloads. Yeah, and you go, you go down to town, I'm going to oh, I'm gonna buy I am going to buy that NWO DVD. I'm going to get it one day. And you see on the shelf forever, the story of the NWO from WF. And it was just this shit of a DVD. It was about 40 minutes. I saved up weeks for that. <laughs> was Think how many penny sweets you could have bought. I know, mate. Oh, God, could this be? Could this? All those fizzy cola bottles. Good this be. So, dude, uh, well, it, I think I, I generally think when I put this show on, now I've got the memories of the whole thing with my dad and, and it being like the cricket match and going home and watching it. But I don't think I've really watched this um, since. Well, I don't think I've ever really watched I might have di- di- dipped into it for MOS stuff, but never really watched it all the way through. And that bit where they're going through the crowd and that kid's going, the British Bulldog's going to win, whether he likes it or not. It's like, was, well, of course he wants to win. Honestly, that shit is painful. Yeah. Just those scripted things where the two people who have got the face paint on like Warrior yeah. and then arguing about whose side Perfect's going to be on. It's like, you're both here as Warrior. Yeah. Warriors, if one of you was dressed as Macho Man, that would be fine, but you're not. Yeah. What's wrong with you? It's like clearly the most scripted bullshit ever. And then just pans of like... And the worst that. thing is, it was because it's a British crowd, it's lots of old dads with their young children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Dads who don't want to be there but have been dragged along because their kids want to see wrestling. Yep. Yeah. And the biggest wrestling. Yep. Definitely. That was definitely, you could see that. So there's a guy right on the hard camera who's like right in front of his old man just sitting there, which would be, which would be us now, Mark. Exactly. Think, do you know what? There's actually someone on the hard cam. I love it. Uh, so British wrestling. There's like a granny. Oh, is there? Sort okay. of just to right of middle. And you just keep expecting her to stand out with her handbag and swing it around and yell at people. Just like that is so British wrestling is is an old lady in the crowd yelling at the bad guys. Lots you get of, off him, Sanny. Yeah, yeah. Lots of green macho man uh, foam hands as well everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. I don't remember seeing those on sale. I definitely didn't buy one. Yeah, there, there was tons of them, dude. There was t- there was they were all through the crowd. Every time the crowd shot, loads of green hands going, little fingers pointing up. Man, I wonder where all they all are now. Where are all the green hands? Thousands, landfill. Thousands. Landfill. All in landfill. Oh man, um, yeah. So I mean, you started off with those trumpet guys as well. They're playing like their little royal. You know what? This is what pisses me off so much that the whole show, all the way through the show, is oh, do you know what? Let's have it, right. Do you remember WrestleMania Nine? The dicks yeah. that were all, they were all dressed like fucking Roman emperors. Yeah, toga. And it just it, it's that. 
it's like, I'll tell you what, we're in England, so, you know, crumpets and crowns and people dressed with fucking, you know, just like medieval, like, trumpet trumpet people. It's like, what the hell is... Although, it's awful. There was one good one where Mean Gene's interviewing the Bushwhackers and he goes, I think it's Luke, and he goes, Luke, I did a dentist I know who lives down the road and he can do you a London bridge and Luke's just looking dead at the camera with a massive gap in his teeth. So it's the classic British joke about, the American joke about British people's teeth. I've got yeah. quite good teeth and you, you've got very good teeth. I've got well, good Mark. teeth. I've got, got, teeth. got very good the, teeth. The, the thing that got me from that one was, I mean, we're skipping ahead, but the thing that got me from that one was the, the comment about sitting on the royal throne yeah and clearly like they're just talking about taking a shit yeah, yeah. just like oh, what no. the you know I, but that that kind of stuff was just so annoying because it's like we're gonna see the queen and bret hart going i'm gonna put you in the dungeon of windsor castle it's like fuck off bobby heenan with the i'm the king of england and henry the eighth would roll in his grave yes yeah, sir bobby yeah i'm the king it's like that's not how it works you're either sir or you're king I mean, at least, at least they didn't all dress up all the ring crew and everything and all like Vince all dressed up yeah. like that. I did like Vince McMahon's commentary, even though it's just classic Vince. It was really good. I... Oh my God, he beat him even now. I, I really... This show for me highlights just how bad Vince was. Oh, no. <laughs> there are two instances where he calls a Manhattan drop a reverse pile driver. Oh no. And I'm just like, what? No, what are you talking about? And uh, like lots of what a move, and it's like unbelievable. He got him, and no, he did. But I tell you what, Mark, I was thinking this compared to modern wrestling. So Vince is the voice on it uh, for this pay per view of yeah, his yeah, product, yeah. and he is telling the stories he wants to tell. Yes, and in a way, it sounds, for one of a better term, because it's fake, real. It sounds like he's telling the real story. It doesn't sound like the words coming out of his mouth are fake because he's written a story and he believes the story. When you hear modern WWE now, and they say the same sort of stuff Vince was saying, it's an, it's an untenable situation for the, you yeah. know, for whoever it is, for Michael. Seth Rollins, and it's just stupid, yeah. stupid statements that no human being would ever put into a sentence. It's like modern... the, the only people now that are vaguely believable is Corey Graves. Yes. It's yes. like, you know, Michael Cole, Pat McAfee. Well, Pat McAfee's just a he's mental. Goon, anyway. Yeah. But, um, you know, Byron Saxton and that Jimmy Smith guy. Yeah. Is, so it's, it's, like, a, it's all Vince's words. He's putting the microphone, going, say this, untenable situations for the emotional roller coaster of life, or whatever they say in Raw, something rubbish like that. And, but when Vince said it on this 1992 pay per view, it sounded like he believed it, if that makes sense. I, I, I it, it liked fits it. The scenario. It, it, fits, it fits the setting, it fits the period. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can go with it. I mean, it's it's if you actually sit and listen to it with a critical ear, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? But it does fit and it does work. And and, and Bobby Heenan once again proved that he's just, you know, he's brilliant. Bobby Heenan is a comedy genius and it's stuff you never even realised when you were a kid. It's like watching an old 80s movie that was kind of made that adults still like now or, or no, you know when it was an 80s movie and then you, you get the adult jokes that were put into it, like Ghostbusters for instance or something like that Bobby Heenan is like that now when you watch something like SummerSlam back like there's all these jokes that you can get it's like actually quite an adult joke for instance like when Bret Hart was going to get picked up for the Gorilla Press by British Bulldog and got dropped onto the rope and then uh, Bobby Heenan's like Diana Hart's got a new sister now I mean it's brilliant because <laughs> he's rolling around holding his nuts like great yeah. stuff like that it's like you wouldn't have got that as a kid you're like what's, what's that mean so, yeah. yeah Bobby Heenan is still 
and always will be the best. He is. He is the there best. There's no surpassing him. He's so good. He's, he was he was absolutely brilliant. And like, that's one thing I do like about going about watching these old wrestling pay-per-views, seeing Bobby Heenan doing, you know, hearing him do his this thing. It's so brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he's great. He's great. We get but, the, can you remember the dark matches at all, Mark? Yes. Yes. So, well, like I said, the one I vividly remember is Papa Shango. Because I really liked Papa Shango. It, he was a most horribly stereotypical, awful character. But yeah. I just thought he was hilarious. Um, and he fought Tito Santana, I think. Uh, I think he won. I think he won. Yes. Was, yes. It, was it full up when these dark matches were happening? No, God, no. No, right. people were still filtering in, you know, buying all their, you know, sweets from the the uh, concession stands and, you know, getting their programs and all that nonsense. So no, it, it wasn't it wasn't for me. And to be fair, if you actually watch the start of the show, um, once they started broadcasting, Legion of Doom and uh, Money Inc were coming in, mm. still wasn't full. Right. Still wasn't full. It probably wasn't like as full as it was going to get until at least the end of that first match. So I think on the network, the show's two minutes 45. I mean, can you remember how long you were in there for? Or can you oh, remember? we were there four hours. Four hours, was it? We were, we were there for four, a good four hours. Because obviously you've got to get in. I suppose it depends what you, you constitute being there. You know, but you know, once it all started, you had to get in, you had to find your seats, you had to sit down, you had to wait. We were definitely there at least half an hour early before the dark matches started. Um, and then once it finishes, it's like, okay, well, we have to leave now. And it takes another half an hour to get outside. Yeah. So right. and then find your car yeah. or where you didn't have a car because you're fifteen. No, right? no, no. We were um so Wembley was right by Wembley Park. Right, yeah. Well, not right by it was the end know, of Wembley Way, wasn't it? Ten minute walk to Wembley Park tube station and then we just get the tube home. So hmm. yeah, it was good. But no, the dark matches I'd see I don't remember I I I know it happened because yeah. I've obviously I've, I've read about it, but I don't remember the Bushwhackers and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I don't remember the Mountie and um the nasty boys although i used to love the mountie as well i used to think the mountie was brilliant like basically my thing when i was a kid were ridiculously overly gimmicked wrestlers who were just bad guys yes and i tell you what, there's one i love in this pay-per-view which you'll be surprised who i thought was absolutely brilliant and i, I in all our time I, I think i know who you're gonna in, say in all of our yeah. time i probably never really watched one of his matches and then this match came on and I was like, this guy is awesome. If he was about now, it would be brilliant. So okay, I'll then you, it's, not who, I'm, it's when, not who I'm thinking. When we get to it, I'll let you know. Because I okay. thought the way how he... Well, we'll get to it anyway. So, so um, that, Mark, the first match, Mark, was the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal, with Paul Ellering coming down on their awesome Harleys versus Money Inc. Uh, with Jimmy Hart. It was... The Harleys were cool. There was, see, it, it's very easy to think back and remember and go, okay, yeah. I enjoyed because I enjoyed the whole show. When I was a kid, I thought it was brilliant. The atmosphere was amazing. It was fine. Watching it back in kind of retrospect, there, there, you start to pick holes. And it's like, especially knowing what you know now. So, like, I wasn't a fan of the fact that Jimmy Hart did not change his yeah. suit. He only had one suit, which is like, well, that's not Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart yeah. has multiple suits for multiple people. So why didn't he have a Money Inc. suit? When he, why didn't he have, you know, a different suit when he was with the Nasty Boys and that lot? So, no, no, no. And also, you, obviously, you read the history now, and it's like a hawk was out of his face. Hawk was loaded, I think, wasn't he? For the entire match. Yeah. And when you watch it now, you can see that he is not there. And he was the one that worked most of the match. Yeah. Animal got the hot yeah. tag. Yeah, but that I think that needed to be the case because being having the shit beaten out of him, he looked like he was having the shit beaten out of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Because he was out of his head. 
one thing I need to ask though, because I don't remember this and I don't even know the context of it. What the fuck was up with Paul Ellering and that dummy? Rocco. What, what was that all about? I can't remember. I don't know anything about that. Like, what no, was that? No, me neither. And me neither. Like, I mean, he even gave him a chair. Which I thought when he yeah, and then he was talking to the camera yeah, as well. Yeah, so Paul Ellering was actually doing ventriloquism. Yeah, I know. Why did he not become? Why did they not become tag team champions? It I'm was... just like, what? What was this all about? Did they have to take some like absolute badass team and a really cool manager yeah. and ruin it in some way? Because this this is the Road Warriors, and they've got like yeah, a ventriloquist dummy called Rocco. It um, just, I don't get it. I, I don't. Like... I like it. it didn't ruin the suspension of disbelief. Paul Arang didn't just put him on the floor. He gave him a, got him a chair to sit on when he didn't want to oh, hold yeah. him anymore. Yeah. Which was great. He was, he was tied to the front of the fucking yeah. bikes. That's good. And of course, they had the special, uh, like what you get more more so with a wrestler these days. You had the special event um, outfits, you know, like Teddy Biossi in his white Teddy Biossi trunks and yeah, LED with great. the gold spikes, which is very yeah. cool. I like that. That was really I, good. I did like IRS's utter nonsense about the fact that we're pressure we're putting too much pressure on the royal family yeah. by not paying our taxes yeah. like turn the royal family heel <laughs> yes it's just like oh okay <laughs> immediate way that but i i always loved ted dibiossi i always loved irs he was brilliant um, like yeah. ted dibiossi with the money inc what a great tag team i thought they were so cool how they were i mean yeah mike rotunda of course in a, in uh was in the nwa before wasn't he and then he comes across and joins up with Ted DiBiossi's yeah. Money Inc. And I just thought it was brilliant. It's such a great team together, like taxes and the money. And it was a great way to give uh, DiBiossi sort of new life coming out of his sort of high profile matches he had, you know, in, in the WrestleMania 4 main event, uh, you know, with Savage and, you know, fused with Andre and, H- and Hogan and all that sort of stuff. So I thought it was really cool with DiBiossi. I love Ted DiBiossi. He was such a great bad guy. But also when he done this stuff with the, uh, Money Inc. was brilliant. And they were great foils for the road warriors uh, you know beat the shit out of hawk and like they he was out of it everyone they were great yeah. great foils for all face teams yes and the thing is with this as well is what you which is you do not get in wrestling today i mean especially in the fell you do get it in aw but in uh the fed all the tag teams they all just want to be the number one contender and they want to go for that belt and you've got the the bit of the story with of course um J- uh, jimmy hart's managing uh money inc and the nasty boys and they're, they're, you're both number one contenders no no we are we want to be number one contenders and this match wasn't for anything was it uh, this is one of the matches i remember more most when i think of SummerSlam uh 92 was this yeah. the motorbikes and the start of it but yeah, yeah this, this this was the first this was the first match yeah i mean obviously we'd had two by the time yeah. this came on but yeah, this was the first proper match, and right. I mean, it'll carry on through the whole show, but goddamn, that crowd was hot, dude. Oh my god, especially at the start of that. Ow. Oh my goodness, Ow. it was Ow. brilliant. Again, makes you wonder why they don't, why they took them thirty years to come back. Yeah. I think, for especially like when that. they have they have like raw shows and the crowd just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, man, that crowd was so, especially for LOD and. They just chant Irwin. They they even they were do they were being a fantastic wrestling crowd, cheering the good guys. And uh, booing the bad guys, and there, but for two matches it got to get confusing, which we'll get to a bit later on. Uh, yeah. Very yeah, confusing. Yeah. I mean, I'm still confused now about one of the matches and what the whole story was. It didn't make any sense. But uh, no, great match, and of course, yeah, LOD, LOD win. What the hell? Did it? it was a power slam, wasn't it? They were gonna, yeah, because they were gonna go for the Doomsday device. Lifted up DiBiase on, uh, I think Hawk. No, Animal lifted DiBiase up on his shoulders, ready to do the Doomsday device. Device, yep. and I, IRS came in and drop kicked 
um animal yeah. and then and electric chair yeah yeah and then it, was, it was good because heenan called it out and was like oh i think that must have hurt dibiose and then they done the power slam the animal animal badass power slam i love that whips him in and spins him around really fast and i mean it, it's not randy orton levels of speed whip no but it's the power behind it yeah 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 i think well i think they needed to because there's no way animal was doing anything uh, not animal there's no way hawk was doing anything by that point you know you could barely get up on the turnbuckle yeah wasn't there stories like he got stuck in england for ages and never went back and it was very bizarre it's yeah it's a shame it's obviously you know the the story of him and and what happened is just such a pity and it's it's a different time of course because if he was in that bad shape how, how was he allowed to go out there but of course didn't matter about then, did it? It's they just, did not care. The they, show had to go on. The show had to go on, mate. The I'm surprised he could ride the bike in a straight line, to be honest. Yeah, fit, that match was 15 minutes as well. Long match. Set a second. All, all the matches, honestly, all the matches were, you know, got decent time. Yeah, yeah. 15 minutes. Even, now, even the ones that, like, what's the point of this? I don't understand it. So. Yeah, yeah, no. It was a, I, I, great. Prime early 90s WWF tag teams. Fantastic. I thought, yeah. it was, I thought it was great. I loved it. Uh, I think the next bit we went to, there was um, Sean Mooney interviewing Virgil about how he's good friends with uh, with Big Boss Man and because Nails had been beating up the Big Boss Man and had the Big Boss Man's nightstick. And Virgil's talking and it looks like snot's dripping down his nose. He's just got he's got no wetness on his face apart from underneath his nostrils going into his mouth. I was like, that's gross. Hopefully that's not snot. I, I Look, I, I was never obviously a fan of Virgil being with... Uh, the Million Dollar Man because yeah. of his connotations of slavery. Yeah, yeah. But equally, it's like Virgil, you are really not very good. No. Um, so why are you still here? And this, I mean, he's too legit to quit, Mark. That's why he's still there. That's what he said. Let, let, let's be honest. Okay, the next match. Uh, you know, it, it's not very often you have the toilet break second on the card. <laughs> no, but, Martin, you're uh, going to be shocked. You know what I said? There's a guy that I think if he was wrestling this it's nails. Out, it's bloody nails. I knew it. I knew it. And then when you said, oh, we, if he was around today, he'd be great. I'm brilliant. like, oh, hang on a minute. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not thinking <laughs> the same person. Imagine nails in AEW now just being this like guy who's just this like, doesn't he didn't wrestle like a wrestler that was the best thing about him he but there so are plen- there are plenty of the well there have been plenty of people like nails in uh wwe specifically in nxt yeah and one of them one of those people is now in aw which one uh he what, what was his name oh my god what was his name in harland his name was harland in nxt his real name is parker bordeaux right okay and he is in AW. He's just debuted on Dark. Right. He's one of the Trust Busters, Ooh. which is Aria, Aria Davari. Oh, right. His trust fund has now come in, so he's the richest wrestler alive. Yeah, yeah. And he's teamed up with Slim J. Slim J? Yeah, Slim J, who used to be in a Ring of Honor, and uh, Parker Bordeaux. Right. And they have a new faction called the Trust Busters that apparently Tony Khan is very high on and likes a lot. Okay, well, I tell you what, he, and he wrestles like nails, which is to say, he just clubs people round the face. Nails didn't give a shit. He did, I think he done one Irish whip, and that was it. Just one I didn't didn't run. If you got if Virgil tried to Irish whip him, nothing. He just choked Virgil out. Just beat the shit out of him like a thug. Brilliant. I he thought just that looks was like brilliant. He, he looks like his face is melting. You know that ugly. scene at the What's end the of Ghostbusters. Word? That scene at the end of Ghostbusters two where Ray gets possessed by Vigo. Yes. He looks like that. 
he does look like v- yeah ray possessed by vigo he does definitely yeah does, he's got it? the big angry face with no he's got no shape no muscle he's just an absolute brute of a man which always made me wonder why vigo put made all that trouble trying to possess like oscar when he could have just possessed anyone you know he, <laughs> he done ray like instantly didn't he well <laughs> done yeah but he wants like a child to be born into the i know but you know he could have gone into a middle-aged man and then got a child later on maybe got done he uh, went into a middle-aged man <laughs> hooked up with someone and then went into his child yeah. exactly <laughs> been his own dad and himself would have been amazing <laughs> actually oh, ghostbusters free the thing about nails is i do you know this what i was quite disappointed by i don't remember this match right not what so i don't remember this match happening I obviously did, bearing in mind that when I was there, everyone was like ants. It was like watching ants wrestle. Oh, was it? It was only three minutes, 55 um, seconds. So, um, But it's like Nails just clubbed the shit out of him and then started beating him up with the nightstick. Yeah. And everyone was convinced that Boss Man was turning up. No. No. No, he didn't, he didn't nothing happened. There's no consequences. It's just Virgil gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Which it's not a bad thing. No, but uh, yeah. yeah, I liked it. I thought nails was brilliant. I thought, this is this is brilliant because every all reports I've heard of nails and you know I can't, I can't remember nail nails was shit. What a shit! He was a bit of an idiot backstage, you know, bit of an idiot backstage and all sorts of stuff. And but man, great, totally living his gimmick and literally was a thug beating the shit out of Virgil and I loved it. I loved I it. Think he he's one of the lesser wrestlers from that period. Who there was a whole batch of them who were like brought in with these obscene like absurd gimmicks yeah yeah um that then really didn't do very much i think the other the other one that stands out for me in that in that category is skinner yes who was just like he was around for a bit and then he wasn't crocodile hunter yeah and so nails is another one where it's like he was around for a bit and then he wasn't just disappeared probably had a falling out didn't he but yeah Ah. but yeah i mean it was what it was no, I, I, I thought it was great. I think the next bit we went to was uh, sort of uh, a look back on the uh, Rick Martel and Shawn Michaels feud. And yeah. uh, it was how, like, I think Rick Martel was, was wrestling and Sherry came down. and It was the interview with Sherry, wasn't it? Where oh, yes. Like, she was doing her hair and she had that nose ring that went to her ear. Yes. Which suddenly disappeared when she came out. I know. To the but what was she wearing, Mark? I mean, that was unbelievable. Assless chaps. Yes. With a nobody, thong nobody... going up her butt. I mean, obviously, the fact that she was in a match involving her husband was, you know, wait, a thing. she was married to Rick Martel. Yeah, was she Sherry really? Martel. She was Sherry Martel. Oh bloody hell! Is, there, is that really? That's that's yes. not like you give it. That's them. Oh my god! Well, I've just learned yeah. that. There we go. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure if they were still married when they when this match happened, but they were definitely married. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! But she. The thing, right? So the thing is, I remember Sensational Sherry when I was younger, being quite attractive and being like, oh, ooh, oh yeah. Right. Oh, she's really not. So I, she, think, I think I was like, the reverse, Mark. I think when I saw her when I was a kid, I was like, she's horrible. And now when I saw her so, <laughs> this earlier this afternoon, I was like, yeah, she's quite nice. She, she makes me think of Luna Vachon. Just like a haggardy old bouffant hair, leathery yeah. face. Tell what she reminds Walking. me of. What she reminds me of, mate. One of those people, who, one of those ladies who go and watch Bon <laughs> <laughs> oh i see i see yeah no she's she's just not an attractive lady at all but she's been done up to be like one yeah like yeah. the thing is it's like it, it's the days before vince realized he could actually hire models yes yeah it's like no no we've got to keep resting in the family we need to have you know wrestling women and it's just like oh 
She was bumping around a lot though, wasn't she? For, yeah, for I, I, I could have sworn, obviously fast forwarding to the end, I could have sworn that bucket had like something stupid in it, like a fetty or something. Yeah, the crowd were going mad. Really did have water and he dumped it on her face. Yeah, and just dropped her. What was that yeah. when you were there, Mark? I was, can you remember if the screens were any good? Uh, well, it was the only way to watch the matches because, like I said, I was so far away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, although we obviously, the, you know, it's the same with any live event. You don't have the commentary. Yeah. So yeah. you don't yeah, really know strange. what's going on. So, like, I knew that Rick Martel, based on the program, I knew Rick Martel and Shawn Michaels were wrestling. I had my Shawn Michaels sign. It was all lovely. Heartbreak kid. Um, I didn't know that the match was no punching in the face. No. How are you going to know that? Have a clue. Didn't have a clue about any of that. No. So, yeah. That's when Shawn Michaels was brilliant. I, lo- I, lo- I loved it when he had those biker boots. When he wrestled in those biker boots, that always looked so cool. That was, that was days like I think it was like ninety. Well, before he retired, wasn't it? Went out for the retirement. Came with those biker boots. That was that was the best Shawn Michaels. He looked brilliant like that. And it was that not Rick Martel didn't really do much after this, did he? Yeah, I mean, I always liked the model. I thought he was a bit ridiculous, but I always thought he was quite good. And this match was a you know heel versus heel essentially, wasn't it? Match. It didn't make any sense. No, it didn't make any sense from uh, from that perspective. Like I said, the gimmick of not punching each other in the face was like, well, they hit each other in the face repeatedly. So no, no, yeah. And the the sherry thing obviously was the focus. Like, who's she going to pick? And you know, all that sort of bollocks. I will tell you a secret. What's that? I'm going to tell him. So we were watching the show. Yeah. Okay. And we were sitting here having dinner. TV was over there. Yeah. We were sitting here eating dinner. Uh-huh. Sean Michaels comes out, young, fit, strapping, young oh, yeah. man. Oh, you should have seen the look on Debs' face. <laughs> she did a little bit of a kind of... Oh, wow. I mean, isn't Sean Michaels Debs' No, wait. De- Sean Michaels Oh, yeah. Yeah, she oh, is, yeah. yeah. Young Shawn Michaels, not new, not current Shawn Michaels, no. not no. bald old man Shawn Michaels. Shawn Mike, nine nine two Shawn Michaels. But young Shawn Michaels. Mm. Of course, I did. I did give her permission and said if she invites time travel, she can go for it. It's fine. Would that be the best use of time travel? Yes. <laughs> for Debs to go back and if, the if there's one use, if it's one use time travel, and I could do anything. Debs can go back and have sex with Sean Michaels. That's totally allowed. I'd go back and rewrite Ghostbusters 2 and say, look, Vigo. No, you can even come back as well. It's one, it's, it's, it's single use time travel, but you get to come back as well. It's fine. Yeah, it's all right. It's fine. Don't worry about it. No, don't do that. I'd um, go and get Sherry's ashless chaps and put them, bring them to the future and put them behind me on my stream wall. While she's in them. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's why. What, so what you're saying is you'll come back and there'll just be a skeleton, it's like a mummy. Yeah, but instead of yeah. instead of bandages, Sherry's ass and a chat behind yeah. me on my podcast. This is you just will superimpose this. You wait, it's cryonically gonna... frozen. <laughs> Get this, mate. Oh my goodness! Right. But it was. I mean, the, the the match was fine. I enjoyed the match. It was it was a good match. This is the thing. It's like a lot of the stuff is very much of its time. Yeah. You know, the, the treatment of Sherry and uh, the sexy boy stuff and all that bollocks. But um, honestly, the match was good. The match was fun. I thought the match was all right. I, the, the story in comparison to the other two matches, in, and I'm saying the Nails In comparison match as well. to Nails as well. In, in comparison to Nails, Shawn Michaels was worse than Nails on this wrestling event. Uh, because, you know, I didn't know what the story was of these guys, just not punching each other. And they're both bad guys. So what I liked about this whole event, when the, the story was 
cemented down into definitely good guy versus bad guy. The crowd was so amazing and you did get very much caught up in the atmosphere. And this didn't have it. It was too much like, oh, we can't yeah, punch it. And the crowd didn't know, you know, what the situation was. Like the, the, there were little things about it that I liked, which you wouldn't have seen if you were in the crowd. So the way that, you know, Sean had his mirror and Sherry's there holding it and he's admiring himself. But then she subtly turns it yeah. towards Rick yeah, and Rick's yeah. there admiring himself. And yeah, I liked that. It was, um, man, Shawn Michaels, awesome. It's amazing when you think about how long his career went and someone like Rick Martel, where did he go? And all these other guys, you know, Shawn Michaels, definitely one of the greatest of all time. I mean, that's been yeah. said a million times. But there's no, there's no doubt. Unbelievable. And in fact, he's still about down in NXT as well. But really, the thing really is, cool. he's, he's done it right. I mean, if you want to talk about the greatest of all time, yeah, there's no denying Ric Flair's name has to be up there on the list. Yes. But the stuff he's doing now is like, dude, come on. That's one for the podcast. This yep, is, wonderful. Uh... Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that worked really well. Yeah. Uh, Dead air. Lovely. So then, Mark, we had, a, we had an absolutely epic match between the Beverly brothers, Bo and Blake, with the genius <sighs> versus the natural disasters. What do you think about this right. one, mate? Let's be absolutely clear here. I love the natural disasters. I think the natural disasters are brilliant. Yes. Um, I cannot stand them as good guys even on they the picture are, i'm showing on the screen now they're just smiley guys i hate that yeah. i hate smiley earthquake i hate yeah. smiley typhoon because smiley typhoon might as well be fucking tugboat again. Mm. you know the natural disasters are badass motherfuckers who squash people that's what they are so wouldn't they have only turned heel like earlier in like the end of 91 yeah it wasn't that long ago wow they I, I hate it. It's uh, the thing is, I, I had a natural disaster sign because I loved them, but I didn't realize that they turned face. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god! I, it's like I used to when I used to play WrestleFest. I'd always play as Earthquake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because my favorite thing, and it still stands to this day. It is a shit finishing move. It's an awful finishing move. Yes. But the fact that Earthquake would slam them on the ground and then do the thing where he jumps up and jumps down up. around them. Yeah. And then runs backwards and forwards and squashes them. That's awesome. I mean, it's. I, I'm not going to say it's the precursor to the the people's elbow, but come on. Well, there's a little bit of logic between Earthquake doing that. He is quite fat. Yeah, but it's that's the best bit. Is the fact that he's jumping up and down and making the ring absolutely shake like yeah. hell. It's awesome. It was such a good finish. And move. his gooch would go right in right in the opponent's face as well. Which is he pretty, was very good great. at sitting on people without sitting on them yeah i know yeah and not and not actually squashing them he it was, was great really earthquake good. um and the natural disasters were they were they were one of those that was one of those early i'm a kid getting into wrestling natural disasters i remember tugboat then he turned into typhoon i'm like what is happening how is this guy used to be a boatman now he's now he's a now he's some sort of natural element no it was weird but i, well, I loved it on the seas yeah, you have typhoons at the sea, on sea. Yeah, he more got washed into the sea as a boat and then came back out as an actual typhoon and joined yeah. the earthquake. But great tag team name, the Natural Disasters. Fantastic. I, I love them. I, I love them. And, you know, even though they were good guys, I really enjoyed the match. The nonsense of, I mean, come on. It's like Bo and Blake Beverly, you know, good, guy, good wrestlers. You know, what are they supposed wrestlers. to be? They're, they're just... People. And the Hills. thing is, I always thought that they were quite fancy, but they're from Shaker Heights, Ohio. Yeah. Which is like, eh, really? Yeah. Middle Middle America? Yeah. But um, no, I I liked uh, I liked them, but the nonsense was like, look, you're facing two guys that one of you know one of them is two of you. 
Yes, yes. I mean, they were they were combined weight of 500 and something, and the natural yeah. disasters were 800. Yeah, and it's like, look, I'm sorry, but there's no way, even if Typhoon was a weak link and was a bit shit, there's no way, oh, look, they've taken him down. Oh, we can't get up. Oh, they're keeping him on the floor. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh-huh. That went on for a long time, and yeah, Earthquake with a hot tag, which is something you wouldn't expect to see, really. Like, I know they're the good guys, but... I mean, it's classic yeah. tag team wrestling and Typhoon gets beaten down and then hot tag to Earthquake and he saves the day and they kind of win. Uh, and yeah. then they beat up the genius after. Uh, yeah. Seeing the um, seeing them as good guys and Typhoon taking the beat down from the two guys that are half the size of him was very silly. and I, I didn't sort of get behind that so much. But again, though, when Earthquake came in and you're saying about the atmosphere, that crowd went bananas when he, when he pinned whichever Beverly it was. I can't remember which one. Uh, but, but dude, that crowd went absolutely nuts for that. Nuts. It was that was one of the hot, hot, hottest uh, pops on the show. I think uh, at yeah. that point, Earthquake it was, doing it was massive. It was great. Yeah, I thought the one thing I, I noticed from watching, and I, you wouldn't get this because obviously the NXT connection. Um, so I right now in NXT, there's a guy called Von Wagner. Yeah, which is a stupid name, <laughs> and he is. I do not know which one is which, but he is one. He is the son of the Beverly that doesn't have a moustache. Oh, really? Okay. okay. And it's only while watching this match, I was like, oh, my God, he looks so much like his dad. Right. And I didn't even realize it. And I, I knew that it was his son. But until you see him actually in the in his prime, it's like he looks so much like his son. Right. I didn't I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. No. So there's a there's an ongoing connection there. But um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was, again, most of the stuff on this card was just throwaway nonsense. House show stuff, yeah. Well, it was enjoyable. No, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was house show because you've got to think back to the time of, you know, the, 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 the actual period. And it's like these were bigger teams. No, well, yeah. no, they, And again, more tag teams trying to go for, well, they were saying, why has the Beverly Brothers got the, got the title shot? Why you know? Oh yeah, the, na- any- the nasty boys were going mental backstage. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, Jimmy Hart has suddenly decided that he's a commissioner because he's like, "Yeah, you will get the title yeah, shot." Yeah, and they're like, "You ain't got it." But also, all the people hugging you, everyone's going. Uh, uh, I don't know who who Mr. Perfect's with. That was happening through the whole pay per view as well about which who would Mr. Perfect Bloody be. Alfred Hayes. Yeah, I'm I'm right here now, and I'm going to go against all my morals and just go into the old Ultimate Warriors dressing room and he opened the door and then the door slammed on him. And how rude! What a what an exhibit uh, exhibition of rudeness! It's like, <laughs> shut up, you <laughs> stupid old man. <laughs> that's what that's what British American people thought that we were like yeah. British people, Alfred Hayes. Lord Alfred Hayes, of Lord. course. Yes, Lord. Of course, of course. Uh, I see, I don't, I, 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 obviously, I knew Lord Alfred Hayes. I know what he's done before, but I have never seen much of him being a manager. Which no, is I haven't. I, well, that's that. All I know of Lord Alfred Hayes is literally that version of Lord Alfred Hayes doing the uh, posh uh, commentator. Yeah. With his suit on, yeah, bow tie guy. So, yeah, yeah, and then and then next match where Mark five minutes forty one was Crush versus Repo Man Demolition, explode. But you never saw it. Didn't see it. What do you mean? You would never have seen this. No. Oh wait, why was that? This was not broadcast as part of the Sky Sports show. Was it not? But it was on no, the. It was on the WWE Network version. Oh okay. It was never broadcast as part of the Sky Sports show. It was cut out. Right, okay. So, I mean, I remember this because I like Repo Man. Um, Everyone likes Repo Man. But I also don't, you know, you know, Hawaiian Punch Crush is like, 
a bit weird, but I remember him being, I, I was saying this yesterday, I, I, he's definitely in one of the SNES WWE games. Yeah, he is, yeah. I want to say Raw rather than Raw Rumble. Maybe Raw Rumble, I think. I, don't, I had both. So yeah. I definitely remember playing as him. Um, but yeah, just it was one of those matches where, but like you say, demolition, you know, demolition versus demolition is, is quite funny. Demolition explode and the mega powers explode. And, and, and I love the fact, I love the fact that so the Reaper man comes to the ring and he does his, his thing. He's yeah. like sneaking around and doing the thing. And then the camera cuts to crush and he's walking to the ring and that's fine. He's going, Oh, look at this and stuff. And it does an overhead shot of like the entire stadium. Yeah. Yeah. With the ring and the and the ramp, and you can see Crush walking down. But if you look carefully, you can see Repo Man in the ring. And at no point, despite the fact that the cameras are not on him, at no point does he break character. At Brilliant. no point does he stand up properly. He's still like sneaking around the ring and looking at people and pointing. And yeah, why do you have a rope? What was that? What are you, what are you repossessing with rope? It was a tow rope. Tow rope, oh, to take cars, yes. It had a hook on the end of it. Okay, right. I'm not a repo man. No, I think that'd be an interesting job. What, being a repo man? That's sad, though, taking people's stuff. Yeah, stealing people's stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not good. Not but, good, not good but I suppose if they haven't paid their bills. You know. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of those things. You know, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, oh, the no. batch was a bit pants, Mark, to be fair. For Demolition Explode, it wasn't the great best match. Although, it was fine. The thing that really stood out to me was uh, Hawaii Crush, Hawaiian Crush's music. It was like, just heavy metal. You should have had it's steel drums and stuff. My favourite part was the fact that Crush was doing reps yeah. with Repo Man, just pumping him above his head like he weighed nothing. He was ginormous, Crush, wasn't he? Six for eight, they said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I liked Crush. thing is, I, I, I liked Crush in Demolition. Yeah. I was um, this is the thing. It's like I didn't really watch WWE, but I knew the characters. Yeah, I, yeah, again, yeah. again, I played WrestleFest, so I always I, I liked the demolitions, uh, the demolition team stuff. Like um, but uh, I also I actually my favorite was him in WCW in Chronic. Yeah, Chronic was was my one of my favorite tag teams because they were they, they, they were, were, all they, they, were they were mental. They were ginormous blokes in Chronic, and they weren't even the best wrestlers then. But yeah, because it was it was chronic. him. It was him and the guy that played Adam Bomb. Yes, Brian Adams. Yeah, yeah, I like I liked Adam Bomb as well. Yeah, Just, again, nonsense. I, another nail style. I'm a nuclear yeah. bomb wrestling. Yeah, he was there for ten minutes and then he disappeared again. Although so. I had very good uh, contact lenses, like yeah. looking like explosions. That was quite yeah. cool. I used to like Adam Bomb as well. So. Matt and I mean these matches, I guess for you being there was just such a big big event seeing it but again watching it now in retrospect you do see like it's just like not so much of a match this one is it these sort of matches no 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 but that's the thing it's like in when you're in the moment it's just great fun yeah really good really good to watch definitely do definitely and then we got to uh well there were some interviews with um rick flair saying about how he should have been in the main event and mr perfect which side is mr perfect wearing his gear what come on you don't need to wear your gear rick no always but always be prepared to wrestle there mark (laughs) <laughs> always bring your gear always um, um and it went 28 minutes mine the, the ultimate warrior defeated randy savage by count out uh and in one of the most confusing storylines that went right for a pay-per-view that ended in pretty much a standard monday night raw ending of a normal monday night raw nothing match that you get every week on raw these days uh with yeah. a, just a silly count out um but 
just confusing and a shame because imagine if these guys had a proper wrestling match like WrestleMania 7 in Wembley with that crowd and that would have been a match for the ages I feel with a proper ending and now out of convoluted which side is Mr. Perfect on he's not on any side he's there to help out Ric Flair made no sense obviously watching this back like again as a 15 year old with very little knowledge of what's going on all I know is oh my warrior match matter having a match yeah that's awesome it's brilliant and the whole Mr. Perfect. I mean, I loved Mr. Perfect. I used to think Mr. Perfect. Yeah, it was brilliant. But but at this point, he wasn't Mr. Perfect. He wasn't throwing his towel in the air and wearing his yellow onesie and spitting chewing gum at people. You know, he was wearing a suit and just... He was injured, wasn't he? Yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't the real, real thing. And also, I mean, it's like the fact I didn't know what was going on. So, you know, the fact that Ric Flair is there, great. I, I can see him. He's a little... Dot with a white head because he's got his silly blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know the match itself was really good until the stuff happened. Yeah, they done a lot. No, of oh, don't, don't get me wrong. It was really good in the context of an Ultimate Warrior match. Yeah, no, it was. Like I think it was like there was moments like the WrestleMania Seven match where Savage is doing the double axe handles and Warrior's just running on the spot and getting all hyped up again. But Savage got him down this time, of course, in the set in the set in the WrestleMania Seven match. Didn't do it so much. Uh, I like that side of it, but. The convoluted stuff all through the pay-per-view leading up to this was was silly. And I just think for history of wrestling, watching this 30 years later, this could have been such a cool moment. I mean, of course, maybe this, this match having the silly ending helped the Bulldog-Bret Hart match a bit with the crowd having a dead straight finish. So maybe that contributes to the history of the Bulldog Bret Hart match, but I think this yeah. this was a good match for these two, and I, I actually think Randy Savage and Elmore had good chemistry in the ring together. In yeah, this- it was it was decent. I mean, obviously the thing is, even though it was the co-main event, it was halfway through the card. You know, nothing was meant upstage the final the final match. So I think if you had Warrior winning the belt, yeah, it just it would have taken away from it. It would have taken away from it. And the crowd obviously wasn't that happy because they were booing. But, um, yeah, you know, it was a good match until the nonsense. And I think it's one of those matches which, in hindsight, really actually suffers if you were there. Right. Because you didn't have the commentary. You didn't have Heenan going on about whose side was who was going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trying to stir stir the pot. And And it didn't make any sense. If you were just watching, you wouldn't have had a clue. Yeah. I agree. I, I, well, yeah, if you were there, you wouldn't have had a clue at all because, of course, Heenan and they're telling the story. And of course, did you see the backstage stuff on the screens? Uh, when... Yes, but the, but the sound was was crap. Was it? All right, okay. So when you're watching the, the event back on the network now, they'll show a backstage section with an interview with someone and then yeah. a wrestler will already be in the ring. So the first wrestler will already be there. So were they, I mean, can you remember if the wrestlers were coming out while the interview was being played? Uh, not always. I mean, sometimes they were because obviously sometimes they didn't get entrances. So, like, if you rewind back to to Rip Martel and Shawn Michaels, Rip Martel didn't get an entrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because so, that's when they would have interviewed Sherry, so yeah, he would have just yeah. come out while that's happening and been there. Yeah, but obviously we got the entrances. Yeah, because they have to. You know, this is what it's not like a dark match where they're just suddenly in the ring. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, they were playing the stuff on the screens, but the sound was shit. So you couldn't really make it out. Plus, I mean, the sound was shit because there were so many people and it was so loud. Right. Were your ears ringing? You remember? Nah, I don't remember that. Ah. 
don't remember that. But I mean, I was only 15, so I had perfect hearing. Not like now. <laughs> oh, dude. Me in the old age need the hearing aids. Yeah, definitely not as good as their WrestleMania 7 match, though. Randy Savage in the Ultimate Warrior. And that was crazy okay. ending. And what was Ultimate Warrior wearing? There was a clip that showed from like a superstar. And Warrior was wearing like a onesie. And it looked like he put, drew, what, drew, drew pubes on his genital area. It was, I was don't that? get that. He was, it was full on giant Gonzalez levels. Of yeah. What was he what, what was that about? Did they decide for him to do that? Or was that his idea? I, I don't know. I don't remember the stage when he went from his, you know, neon pants to just wearing, you know, onesies with muscles drawn on them. They just looked so weird. Because then they, they, these guys formed the Ultimate Maniacs or one of those Maniac teams, I think, straight after this, wasn't it? And then they were supposed to go against Flair and Razor Ramon at Survivor Series. It was supposed to be Flair and... It ended up being Flair. No, no. It ended up the perfect ended up teaming with Savage. So, yeah. Even though it was, yeah, because Warrior hell. had to leave because of steroids or something. Had to leave. He left. He was a dick. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it just yeah perfect ended up filling the hole, and it was just like that makes no sense. No, bit of a mess that was. Bit of a mess and a shame of a match, and it was all about pushing towards storylines that will happen yeah. later I on. Yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, Savage's injured leg. Yeah, and that's what lost him the match, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Now Ric Flair became champion again, being making the with his damaged leg. So yeah, no, that was all right. All right, not as good as the rest of my seven match. I thought it was all right though, uh, mate. Then we had the Undertaker uh, versus Kamala. Can you remember I'm seeing sh- the hearse? Uh, yes, yes, I can. I remember Kamala coming out. I can remember all that. Yeah, from the dark that, that's the kind of continent of um, of Africa, Kamala. <laughs> yeah, the African giant. I uh, know that. Is he the African giant? Yes, he is the African giant. Yeah. It's just bizarre. You know, I could have sworn this was a WrestleMania match. Like I thought this was a cas- casket match. They had a casket match at WrestleMania. I they definitely know. had a casket match at WrestleMania because I remember the big wooden casket. with Yeah, like, and he was scared of it. On top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a WrestleMania match. Right. I can't remember which one. I want to say WrestleMania. Was seven, after... seven was Snooker. Eight was Jake the Snake. Nine was Giant Gonzalez. I don't it think was, it was it was the second. It was. It was the second one. Was it? It was the second. Uh, I'm going to look this up as well. Let's look it up. Okay. Um, but yeah, I seem to remember it being a. Um, hang on. Let's just type in. If I type in the right thing rather than doing a bleep, uh, Wikipedia search, Kamala. Um, oh, no. It's the next pay per view along, mate. It's what? It, it, was, the next, of... it was the next pay per view. It was Survive Series. Survive Series. Yeah, coffin match, Survivor Series. First ever oh, well. coffin match. I knew it was something. I knew it was different. God, and it, this was like a pretty much ending there, wasn't it? I suppose Kamala got, got a bit beat up the Undertaker a bit more at the end, didn't he? But this was pretty much done and dusted here at SummerSlam. And they dragged it on to Survivor Series for a casket match. Well, and that's because no one won. Undertaker won by DQ. Oh, he did, yes. Did. Yes, yeah, rubbish see? ending. Rubbish ending now. It was another well, raw ending. This match did make me realise, again, you see, little details that I... I've clearly forgotten that Kim Chi was the Brooklyn brawler. Just right, like, yeah, yeah. Right, fair enough. I completely forgot about that. So, yeah, yeah. I, 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 You do watch these things and you marvel about how athletic Kamala was. Uh, Although when he did the belly flop at the end, when he's beating down The Undertaker, that was not athletic. He just fell on No, that. he was just landing on his knees <laughs> and then just casually just going, Ooh. yeah, they didn't squash him. But, uh, we were yeah. watching this literally this match um, probably about an hour before we started recording and man you can really appreciate The Undertaker when you see him 
you know, 30 years later, 30, you know, how many years later doing it like he was in those rubbishy Goldberg matches and stuff. And I think the thing is with him, you can really appreciate the character and how it lasted all those years. It's, that's really cool because in essentially it's the same guy. Well, it's the same guy, same character, same everything. It's just a little bit updated as it went through time. And I thought it was really cool. The I love seeing Old Undertaker because... Uh, Old Undertaker was my favourite yeah. until Kane came along. Right. Old Undertaker was my favorite. Yeah. When he started doing the Ministry of Darkness and the American Badass stuff, I was just like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out. But Old Undertaker, Purple Gloves Undertaker, Grey Gloves Undertaker, not so much fan of the Opera Mask Undertaker. No, that was weird. I did look up because he did come down to the ring in a hearse and it had a UK number plate on it. So I did, go, did. On the, I did go on the MOT checker to see if that hearse is still on the road. It's not anymore. It was scrapped. I can't think why. <laughs> I thought, well, I, I've got a car that's 30 years old and still works. <laughs> so I thought, you know, why I'm better check, you know. It's the but, fact that he had to duck down when he got driven through the, the entrance of the thing because he was too... He was too high on the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, quite cool yeah. though. And they saw, and as it done in the wide show, it's all the, the hearse reversing when all the lights were off. It must have been quite hard to see going back through that little gate as well. It was yeah. all right. It was an early Undertaker match, wasn't it? It was an Undertaker match. It was yeah, fine. it was just building. You know, Harvey Whippleman so annoying. He was, yeah. Yeah, but I think that was the gimmick. So I know another match that's listed on here, but which I didn't see. Tunker versus uh, defeat the Berserker. It, again, it was not shown on the thing i think um they cut it from uh I, it was on the pay-per-view that i saw right yeah. over there but uh i believe they cut it from uh for time purposes right. which to be honest i mean on the one hand fine on the other hand i would have rather watched that than rowdy roddy piper playing the bagpipes because a why are you playing scotland the brave when you're in England? in, in london yes agreed yeah, in, yeah. yeah. and b it's just like I, I suppose it was just a way of shoehorning Roddy Piper onto the card. Yep. Because it's like, oh, he can wear a kilt. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, Bobby Heenan. Out of all the instruments you learn to play, why would you learn the bagpipes? I I loved the fact that they started right. You know, the 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 Balmoral guys started playing really loudly. That you know the bagpipe music, and Bobby Heenan just goes, "I hate hard rock." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yes. Can you remember? Could you hear that? Can you remember? Uh, yes, yeah, because it's really loud. What was it? We're going for the PA speakers. Yeah. Really, Do you reckon really Roddy Piper actually played that with him? It looked like he was. Uh, honestly, based on the way his fingers were moving. Yeah, yes. that's what I was looking at. It looked exactly the same. And it looked like I picked up, you know, it was all pumped up and he was breathing into it. I think, I think he did play it. I think yeah, he did play I think it. He, I think he genuinely could play it. We once uh, we once done a gig and uh, there was a lady emailed us, local gig, and she said, oh, I'm doing a charity event. Can I support you? I'm a bagpipe player. I was like, okay. And... Uh, she came down and bloody hell, she cleared out the bar. It's it was horrible. It was horrible sounding bagpipe person who can't play bagpipes. But those guys at Wembley in 1902 definitely could play the bagpipes much better than this lady. Because <laughs> uh, cool. I thought it was quite cool actually. I quite liked it in a way. It, but weirdly, that it was Scottish based stuff uh, in London. Oh, I've just typed in. I want, I've done a search. Okay, one, two, three, four. Uh, if you type in "Did Roddy Piper" into Google. Oh, really? The fifth one down is, did Roddy Piper play the bagpipes? And the answer is, uh, he learned to play the bagpipes at the age of six. Wow. And considered to be a teen bagpipe prodigy. Wow. So he definitely did play live then. He really did play the bagpipes. Again, it's very weird that they put it in uh, <laughs> in 
in London bagpipes. Made, no, it made sense. no sense. Made no sense at all, Mark. No sense at all. Yeah. Um, Any reason to get him on the card? I know. Um, and then, dude, we had an interview with Diana Hart about you know, how it's tearing the brothers apart. Who needs to not ever be on camera? No. Nope. She was crying a lot, though. It was good. Sean Mooney was cutting her off all the time. So, running out of time. Shut up. Suede like poncho. It's people, yeah, that was a bit weird. Suede, like, like, didn't have tassels, though. Didn't have tassels, so it was all right. Um, um, and then we went to. I have to say, actually, quite quite an epic match. Um, the British Bulldog versus Bret Hart. I I enjoyed it, mine. I enjoyed it, and I don't really like Bret Hart, but do you I, like do you like rest holds? Do you like headlocks? <laughs> sadly, I think I did like this. Normally, I don't. I find it a bit annoying, but I I quite like this for some reason. I don't know why. I thought it was quite cool. The crowd. I mean, I'm not a um, royalist, say, and all into the jubilee sort of stuff. But when you see it on the telly when that happened a few a few weeks ago and everyone going crazy for it and the British vibes and all that sort of stuff, you can really appreciate the fact why at this event when the Bulldog came out, the crowd went bananas for him. One of the biggest pops ever, I think. And imagine being the Bulldog, knowing you're going to win that belt in United Kingdom, in Wembley Stadium, all the history of Wembley, which probably for a lot of Americans... And some of the wrestlers on the card probably didn't connect with them so much, the history of Wembley. But I'm sure with the Bulldog, it totally did. Um, you know, hallowed turf of Wembley for, you know, every English and British, well, English people at least. And, um, man, I, I thought I enjoyed this match a lot, dude. I really, really enjoyed it. Bret Hart was being a bit of a dick to the Bulldog at the end, didn't want to lose, being moody Bret Hart. But that was deliberate. I mean, all the way through, there were quite a few points where he was just like, you know, doing moves to Bulldog and then just looking at the crowd as if to go, what? Yeah, yeah. No, I like that, though. That, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to turn into a Bret Hart fan, but I quite like this. He did, he did quite a lot of moves that looked like they genuinely, you know, he genuinely kicked him in the face with a drop kick. You know, yes. he was doing, doing something. But then you have to wonder, was Bret doing that because, and it made, made it look realistic? Or was Davey just bad at taking the moves? Because oh. I think there were a lot of places where Davey was in the wrong place at the wrong time and just fell over or did something wrong. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, sin, you know, talking about Hawk syndrome, you know, the stories about the fact that he was doing like crack cocaine in the weeks running up to this. And oh man, just he was not in a good place. But um, and he was absolutely god awful on the microphone before he, yeah you know, he i mean understand where to put the, the pauses in his sentences that's the problem that's i mean he, he did, as much as i'm saying like imagine it being him and being him and or how he felt doing this in in, in england and wembley and the history there when he cut that promo he didn't get that across at all before no. it's he gonna be a dream he didn't, <sighs> he didn't even look that happy about winning it. i mean he no. was, but he wasn't crying or you know people these days would go would break down he didn't, oh, he's crying, he's crying. He wasn't crying. He was not crying. I, I enjoyed the match though, dude. I thought it was a good guy. It was all right. It I was liked one of the, it. It was one of the better matches on the card. That's yeah. the I, you know? I, I, The thing is with the Bulldog, when you see him back there, he's ginormous. But yeah. when you, yeah, yeah. I, my memories of the Bulldog when I was younger was he was one of the young, <laughs> high-flying, speedy guys. You know, compar- I think you're confused. I think you might be confusing him with... Uh... You know, the other ball no no because i didn't see much dynamite kid no because i, I just remember, i remember yeah. him in the royal rumble with Shawn michaels like a couple of years later and well he was like he was like you know she wasn't like the undertaker or kamala or, or crush 
you know these these massive chunky guys he was a chunky guy but moved really fast still doing yeah he was quite live with it yeah and went up on the you know doing superplexes and these sort of things and of course as he got older and he got a bit more injured he didn't do that so much but around this period of time i always remember him being one of those younger faster guys but i mean in comparison to wrestlers today the bulldog would be one of the biggest most jammies giant i mean comparing to someone like wardlow it doesn't even compare does it i mean he's ginormous to what compared to wardlow who's considered a giant guy um as a giant cat who's considered a giant guy on the AEW roster yeah yeah no I, I i think it was definitely one of those not i mean mismatch is the right word but not in a bad way you know it was technical excellence against power yeah and the, the two style clashes were very obvious mm. you didn't get to see much i mean bulldog sold for most of the match didn't he to be honest like headlocks and rest locks rest holds and things like that um but yeah, his power moves, I guess the story is the, the power moves got the better of Brett, you know, taking the super suplex and then the, yeah, the, the, the long sustained suplex. Brett went for the sharpshoot. I did like how Brett tried to put the sharpshooter on Bulldog. They both done a double clothesline. Uh, that was cool. And then they're both on the ground. Then Brett locks the sharpshooter in while they're both lying on the ground. Down. Yeah. That yeah. was although, cool. although the whole thing with Heenan going, oh, no one has ever gone out of this. is like, really? Yeah. That's not true. I but... think they could have played in that a bit more. The crowd, they, you know, he, he did. He got to the ropes really quickly. He did, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I will agree with you. I thought the finish was necessary because it didn't diminish Brett. Right. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, the bulldog won. That's fine. Brett lost, but it almost looked like Brett Brett lost for a moment, like a momentary lapse in concentration. Mm, yeah. You know, he wasn't down for the count. He wasn't power bombed or power slammed we or kicked anything. out of the power slam yeah exactly he wasn't he wasn't annihilated yeah it was just that he tried to do a move davy sat down folded him up the end yeah so it was it didn't diminish brett really for him losing the title i thought it was it was all right and of course not two three months later brett would be champion wouldn't he yeah exactly i think rick exactly. took it from uh savage and then yeah brett won it on a house show i think so, uh, yeah, I think so. And then, and then, obviously, you know, Shawn Michaels took the belt from Davy Boy. And yes, broken heart, that. broken heart. Took the pad off the turnbuckle, that whipped him into it, hurt his back, and Bulldog went for that same superplex, and Shawn Michaels landed on top of him and pinned him. Broken heart when I was a kid, Mark. Broken heart. <laughs> I love the British Bulldog back when I was a kid, but I haven't watched this match for years, and I I'm really not, enjoyed I'm it. Not, I'm not a patriotic person, so I was never a, a Bulldog. But, I'm not uh, a patriotic person at all, but I think for me with this, just seeing Bulldog be winning, it, I can I can connect to maybe the emotions he failed at getting across. But imagine it maybe secretly in his head, he must have been thinking this was a great moment for me winning. You, Unless you he was, was going to happen. You yeah, got imagine yeah. everyone going. Imagine if Bret Hart won. And everyone, Bret Hart won and then tore up the British flag, and everyone went home miserable. <laughs> the end. SummerSlam '92 took him 60 years to come back for Clash in the Castle. <laughs> And it's the, and the rematch is is Davy Boy Davy Boy's corpse against Bret Hart. Oh God! <laughs> I tell you, the the missing link here was Lennox Lewis. Yes. So he comes to the ring and He's he waves the flag about a bit, and then uh, and then he goes. And Vince is still talking about him and some match that he's got coming up with Razor Relic, which Bobby Heenan thinks he, he says Razor Ramon. Yeah. Um, but like. Lennox Lewis was like nowhere to be seen. 
It's like, why wasn't he at ringside? Why wasn't? Why didn't he play into the match? It's like why they didn't... forgot. They forgot. Shit, we need yeah. to promote Lennox Lewis's match coming up in October. Yeah. We we need a guy who can wave the flag for a bit, and then he'll just fuck off. But isn't Lennox Lewis Canadian? Really? Uh, pass? I don't know. I think I it, it could have been, been the most in-depth wrestling storyline ever, where he comes down with a bulldog and then turns on the UK and goes, oh, "Bloody hell, I'm I'm actually Canadian." But all I know is that Lennox Lewis owns a a car fleet service. Does he really? Now, or he did. It was. It's near uh, near Harrow. This could have been the most in-depth wrestling. He is. A, he holds a dual British and Canadian citizenship. Mark. It could, oh, could have been the most in-depth should... wrestling storyline ever. They should have played that, but they didn't. No, I think they just wanted him to win the belt. Uh, I think did he not beat Razor Ruddock and become the uh, world heavyweight boxing? I have no idea. I don't follow boxing, so I have no idea. No, I don't want to see real people at all. I just want to see yeah, real punching. Don't no, see that. I don't want to see that at all, mate. It was uh, but dude, I, I, I thought for the atmosphere, for the vibe, for seeing the bulldog win, for the 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 the, the noise and the Wembley and special and history and all that sort of stuff. I thought this was great for the vibe. And you know, you know, when I, we thought, were... I thought you were turning around there to get like a numbered card. I was getting no. excited there for this you to was produce like a seven. Seven. No, but <laughs> so you know, when we watched uh, WrestleMania 18 a few months back, yes. and I loved yes. Hogan versus Rock. Now, this isn't Hogan versus Rock to me, but for a vibe from the crowd, a different crowd, again, more kids and things, you know, like you, that was, uh, you know, more of a kiddie crowd um, with their dads. Just the, the 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 noise and the atmosphere and the emotion in that building. That's what I love when wrestling is at its best. The emotion emotion in the building, and it was, there was definitely a lot of that for that match. It was, um, I think, as a whole. If you're looking at the pay per view as a whole, okay. I mean, comparing it to when we watched WrestleMania 18. Yeah. I spent most of WrestleMania 18 going, "What the fuck is this? Yeah. This, this is awful. Why am I? Why are we doing this? This is really bad." A lot of the wrestling in this show was of its time. Yeah. A lot of the matches were of their time. Yeah. But it was the quickest two hours, 46 minutes that I've seen for ages. Yes. 100%, dude. 100%. I totally, I'm totally with you yeah. on that. Which which means that I didn't hate it. No, I'm 100% with you. Like, you think, like, was it Forbidden Door? Was another hour and 15 minutes longer than this? When I got to two hours, 40 minutes through Forbidden Door, as much as it was great, man, I was like, I still got another hour and a half, hour and a half to go with this this pay-per-view. Like, this was was brilliant. It was very, it was very swift. And the matches didn't really outstay their welcome. I tell you what was great in comparison to the modern day WB. No stupid adverts all the time going, oh, and uh, 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 yeah, buy a, buy a shirt. Yeah, half price on belts, just today yeah. only. Oh, yeah. oh, what you? How did you buy me these presents, Lily? Was that a WWE Capital One credit card? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of that shit. No. Well, except for the fact that it was for Ico Pro. Yeah, Ico and that was great because you know what's what is Ico Pro? I mean, it's for the, people who for people everybody who loves their body or some stupid slogan like that. I don't yeah. know. Not just the wrestlers, you can have it too. He said like yeah, exactly. for everybody. Um, man, I great, great. I enjoyed it, dude. I, I, I thought it was great. Well, so if you're going to score it now, I mean, when you was when you're 15, you didn't score it out of 10. But what would you score it now? Oh, what, are we scoring it out of 10? Let's do it. I'd give it a solid seven. Seven. Give a solid seven. Yeah, because it's aged. It hasn't mm. aged overly well, but it's still enjoyable to watch. 
I am going to get caught up in all the emotion of it being at Wembley Stadium, being in the UK, being special to us as a UK wrestling fan, and the noise of that crowd. And yeah, there were some shit matches on it, but all of that stuff is about the positive stuff. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go seven and a half mark if we're allowed to do halves is, as well. Is, is that half mark for the nails match? And and That's... actually, I'm going to go eight for the discovery of nails being one of the greatest wrestlers ever, and I want him to be an AEW. <laughs> I think I'm I'm sure he's not dead. I'm sure he, they can bring him back. I'm sure he's not in prison. No, I, I don't even know what happened to Nels. And maybe we'll, maybe we can reach out to him. No. Hey, Nels, we're now please. on YouTube and we're partnered. Would you like to come no, to the Ministry of Slam? No. <laughs> Let's do it. Please, no. Because you know he's going to find out where you live. And then that's come not around and, and But I could be like, look, I, I love Ghostbusters. I've got a proton pack. Dress up as Vigo for me, please. He'd come all this way. <laughs> uh, no, Ray. I'm... Dress up as Ray, being possessed by Vigo. I. Do you know what? Let's do one final WWE uh, nails WWF. Kevin Patrick Watchols, a retired WWE wrestler, wrestler, right, going by the name of Nails. He was also the magnificent Kevin Kelly. What the hell? Not the New Japan commentator. No, he's still alive. He was uh, the convict. Nails, nails with a Z. Yeah. The prisoner and Thor. Thor? Oh, my God. He only retired in 2001. Wow. Yep. Wow. He was in AWA. He was in Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. He was in the WWF. Apparently, he testified against Vince McMahon. In the oh. steroid, in the steroid trial, and was fired. Yeah, I'm going to reach out to Nails. Get him oh, and apparently he he filed a wrongful termination lawsuit saying that Vince McMahon sexually assaulted him. Well, that's of the time. Maybe we'll definitely want to come on the show. Yeah, no, don't do alleged. That. Alleged. Uh, he worked. Uh, yeah, he was on that. His last loss was at an independent show in August 2001. Right. Uh, he officially. He officially retired and later disappeared. Maybe, I don't know. Well, that's that's how his, that's literally how his Wikipedia page ends. He retired and he, then disappeared. He, he retired and disappeared. Um, he was born in 1958. He's 64 years old. Doesn't Ooh. say anything else. Okay. Ah, this biography of a living person needs additional citations for verification, not to be confused with Kevin Kelly. Right, got it. Thanks. Thanks for that. So, Nails, if you ever want to come on Ministry of Slam, let us know. I'd love to get you on. I think you're one of the best bad guys in all of wrestling history. Fine. <laughs> that was great. Nice one, Mark. I really enjoyed that again. That was awesome, dude. I've, uh, it's good going down these... Uh, memory lanes with you during uh, when the big four come about so if you ever want to come back dude and do some wars i very much enjoy it it's loads yeah, of fun yeah we can we can look at more what's next when's when's like the when's the anniversary of hulk hogan destroying uh being destroyed by the undertaker at survivor series well that was 96 no 91 no yeah oh, it was but anyway, that was one. That was one of my favourite uh, pay-per-views ever because I just distinctly remember uh, Ric Flair slipping a chair into the ring, Undertaker uh, spiking Hogan, tombstone onto it, tombstone, yeah. pinning him, 
and then all the children in the crowd crying. That would have been me. Brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Watching the camera focusing on all these kids bawling their eyes out oh, while man. I'm cheering because the Undertaker had won. And, of course, you get Best the thing. awesome uh, Jake the Snake Randy Savage storyline there as well. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. could do it. 21, 21 years. Well, so we have to wait till, till autumn. But if you want to do something else before that, Mark, we're definitely, I'm definitely game for that as well. Some other some other I mean, anniversary event or just something. We'd be quite good fun to do. I like it. I'm up for that. I'm up for that. That'd be really cool, man. That was really good. But, Mark, have you got anything else coming up in your uh, world of Martin? Not really. What? what we, oh, yes. No, we did. Uh, we were at WXW this weekend. Yeah. Was that good? Uh, which was good fun. Uh, if you look at the WWX, WXW Twitter account, which shows off various clips and photos from the last You're at ringside, show. ringside, weren't you? We, we are in several of the clips that are shown, <laughs> including a part where uh, Jern Simmons uh, took Tristan Archer, who used to be in WWE. Right. They took Tristan Archer and literally sat him in the front row on someone's lap directly in front of us and then proceeded to smack him in the face <laughs> yeah oh. they, they he was literally like made these two guys hold him oh really Tristan oh. Archer in the face that was fun so yeah that was good um so we're doing that again in November they've got drive of yeah. champions WXW driver champions. is that far from where you live uh what no so WXW when they come to Frankfurt is in batch cap which right. is like an hour on the train yeah. not even not even like half an hour on the train oh yeah. wicked that sounds awesome okay 20 minutes are we, we going to keep going down it's like 15 minutes on the train it's five yeah, minutes it's just outside eight, my door it's eight stops on the tube that's not bad so, um we were tempted to go to oberhausen for the tag team oberhausen. thing but open hours thousands like two and a half hours away so right it's yeah, a long way so, um and no just more sea of thieves they cool. will be streaming us i'm sure on Twitch, yeah, yeah. So Naughty Stitch, nonsense. I don't. I look. You. I didn't blow us up. The boat blew us up. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. So as as um uh, CFEs fans, are you guys looking forward to the Ubisoft? Uh, was it Black Sails or Pirate Game? Absolutely not. No. And why? No, it is not for us because it's. I mean, it looks a bit silly. You can fire rockets and things. Long long story short, it's not really in, engaging. The ship battles, you drive the ship rather than control a person. Drive, do you know what I mean? Oh right, yeah, yeah. So you're not you're not a person at a wheel steering a ship. You're literally steering the ship. To sh- and shooting, yeah. It's like basically good. taking bath toys and smashing them together. Right, yeah. No. Um, you know, there's too much game stuff. Everyone's got icons floating above their head saying who they are, and I've got a side mission for you. And if you want to dig stuff up, there's it's a cut scene. You're not actually right, yeah. It's too gamey. It's not for us. Doesn't look like a cup, didn't look like my cup of tea either. But maybe don't I can jump back into Sea of Thieves now. Red Dead Redemption is supposedly dead. So I was going to say, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Skull and Bones will get a, find an audience, but it's not for us. Right. We are we are Sea of Thieves through and through. We are looking forward to the captaincy update, which yeah. has now been shunted to August 4th. Ooh. That's so, not so bad, uh, though. They'll get it right. No, that's, that's only two weeks away. It's yeah. only two weeks. But we were disappointed because obviously... At time of recording, this week is our birthdays. My birthday is on Wednesday. Debs is on Friday. Uh, and the captaincy update was on Thursday, and we got that time off. So we were like, oh, no. Yay. And now it's not happening. So, but that's, it's fine. Oh, Ooh. I have to put more time off in August, Mark. Exactly. Exactly. Should be good. But yeah, we're looking forward to the captaincy update and uh, then just carry on playing. So, yeah, if you want to, if anybody wants to watch us playing Sea of Thieves, you can follow Naughty Stitch. 
on Twitch. Don't follow me because I don't ever stream, but definitely follow Debs on who's Naughty Stitch. That's K N O T T Y S T I T C H. Pretty much every Saturday and Sunday, isn't it, Martin? Every Saturday and Sunday, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm doing something special. Unless you're watching wrestling. Yeah, basically. <laughs> this is These are our lives. Oh, look, it's a beautiful sunny day outside. Let's pull the blinds and <laughs> lock all the doors. Dude. And just play video games. It's quite cool. Dude, uh, there's been a talk in the MOS Discord of a brand new game, which might have uh, interested you. I don't know if you've seen it. Pressure Washing Simulator. Ah, uh, Power Washing Simulator. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, if you want to play on stream, let me know. It's on blind, two-player online. Oh, my goodness. Now, I, I've got a pressure washer, and I do a lot of it at work, so I'm, I'm quite interested in jumping into it and seeing the reality of it. My friend said he played it. It took him 25 minutes to whole power wash a car. It's very relaxing. But it's pressure washing very... is relaxing. <laughs> you get yeah, paid it's for very it. relaxing. It's very relaxing. So, like I said, it's two-player co-op. If you want to play I, it. it Ollie told me it's six player car. Once you complete the levels, you can get six of you around, go and do a whole garden together. Really? Oh, wow. Oh. But it's on Game Pass, so hey, I know. Whatever. Oh, I know. But uh, Mark, thank you so much for uh, joining us for the uh, Ministry of Slam SummerSlam 1992 uh, review, mate. It's awesome to connect with you again. Really, really cool. And I'm sure all the MOS listeners will love hearing from you guys and uh, hearing your thoughts on <laughs> SummerSlam, mate. And all the kids, uh, lovely people. It's awesome, mate. Well, apart from apart from the ones who know who they are, we know. And, we're, and just on that, we'll just give him. Uh, we'll give him one of. We'll give him one of these. Where is it? Oh, uh, I'll do this. We'll give him one of these. You can't hear that, but I've given him one. If he does listen to this, so uh, he got a buzzer. There we go. But Mark, thank you so much, mate. And uh, guys, if you're watching this on the YouTube, please remember to like and subscribe. Also on the podcast feed, please give this five stars. It really helps out all that good stuff across all the information super highway and uh we'll be back weekly every single sunday at 7 p.m uk for the ministry of slam here on this youtube channel and uh we've also got the ministry of horror turning ears and lots of other stuff just come and join our community and uh thank you very much for spending your time with uh, martin and me here as we checked out SummerSlam 1992 much love positive vibes to you all see you guys on the flip-flop